0: Sabotage is basically like stopping something from happening, you know, like it's like blowing something up and, it, you know, it's sneaky. Self-sabotage is when we're doing that to ourselves. So we're often not even aware that we're doing it and we'll, we can justify why we haven't done something. We can give ourselves, we can create a lot of very elaborate and um, very logical sounding reasons why we're not doing something, but ultimately it is if we are not achieving what we want to achieve and if we're not where we want to be and we're not achieving the results we want to achieve, we are self-sabotaging at some level.
1: Welcome to Reputation Revolution. This is the podcast where we help individuals like you to establish your voice in the marketplace, enhance the credibility of that voice, extend the reach of your story and your message, and finally, extract value from your efforts in building a meaningful personal brand that's both recognized and respected. Now, on with the show. G'day and welcome to the show. My name is Trevor uh, and it's great to have your company. Today we're going to discuss what is potentially one of the biggest issues, challenges, roadblocks to to any leader or emerging thought leader or um, entrepreneur or expert who wants to put themselves out there in, in the online world, the digital space. And to do that and to help us, we're going to talk to the happiness hunter, Fiona Redding, But before we do, Fiona, welcome to the show. What were you doing ten years ago? Hey
0: Trevor, good to be here. So ten years ago, um, I was certainly not where I am today. Um, I was, I had a two-year-old and a a nearly three-year-old and a nearly one-year-old, and I was in a very unhappy relationship. I was so unhappy. I was drinking every day. I was overweight. I was unfit. I was unhealthy. Um, I was unemployed. We had a lot of money stuff going on um, and all the things. And I was really just, you know, really deeply questioning, like how how has this become my life, you know? And um, that really...
1: So fast forward 10 years. Sorry? Fast forward 10 years, a bit of a Massive U-turn. Massive
0: U-turn. And I think um, th- that process of actually making a decision to change and then actually taking yep. that consistent action to to reinforce the change is actually what I do in my work now. So, it's it's funny, you know. They say, you know, we teach what we most needed to learn. I think that's definitely definitely the case for yeah. me. Yeah.
1: And so we've got the 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 big roadblock issue challenge that we're going to unpack today is well, sort of. Under, there's a few areas, but let's put it under the under the heading of self-sabotage yep. and kind of I think imposter syndrome sits yep. in there uh, but this whole notion of we sabotage ourselves uh, and we don't think ourselves worthy enough and that's particularly uh, from the personal branding side, putting yourself out there, doing content, uh, having a point of view, all of that and people who have got you know incredible experience uh you know they do have that imposter syndrome and they never get going nothing ever happens so until we get over this mindset let's call it the mindset episode until we get over that then we can't really get on and start you know even developing strategy and getting out and doing stuff effectively so you wrote a really good article the other day about this and the uh let me just get the exact the five ways you are self-sabotaging isn't it you are The five ways you self sabotage and how to fix it. So we want to uh, go through that if we may. Um, And but before we do, walk us through a little bit about the Happiness Hunter, your business and what it's doing now, and and sort of who are you helping, what are you doing in that side of things, just for context. Yeah, certainly.
0: So um, I think look, I think even the evolution of the Happiness Hunter is a really good case in point as to what we're talking about today, because. I, when I started my business, I had no idea what I was doing, and the only reason I started a business—I'm not joking—is because I couldn't get a job. Like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sending out applications for jobs, and I'd always had, you know, reasonably good work. And I just—there was this one day I would sent off this application. I'd spent hours putting it together. My kids were both crying, you know. I'd not been with my kids to do this application, and I sent it, and I just—there was something kind of just. I don't know if it was snapped in me. I just thought, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. I have to think more laterally about what I can do here, you know, to create employment for myself because I kind of knew that I couldn't stay in the relationship that I was in. I needed to leave and to do that I needed to sort of be able to be financially able to do that Um, or to be able to support myself, I should say, but not, I was unemployed and unable to get work. So I was just, I was kind of had my back against the wall and that's happened many, many times over the year and I think, that is a very strong driver for change. Is actually that that point of desperation, yeah. and that kind of helps us overcome some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today. So I think I've been quite lucky. So I started a business. I was like, okay, well, how do I translate my skill set into self employment? I had a teacher and a physio as parents, very middle class, like no entrepreneurship, small business kind of mentality in my family. Um, and so i started i was like okay i can do business consulting and so then i started going to networking things and i was meeting other predominantly women in business and i started kind of doing coaching and i sort of fell into this um this this role and over the years i've kind of dabbled in i tried different industries i've tried you know do i work with corporate do i work with senior leaders do i just do life coaching and where i've actually come i had a i got smashed at the start of COVID, and i sort of had been mostly working in the corporate with organisations at that point. About 80% of my work literally dried up overnight. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, I, yeah. I have to get things online and I need to think about this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to create a program to help support people through this time. And then it's been really interesting as we're coming out of COVID, I'm like, well, that kind of, I need to, there's a, there's a post COVID. I mean, I know we're still in COVID, but there's like a post yeah. that, that time pivot. Um, so I've spent quite a bit of time just really reflecting over the last three or four months. And now the real focus with the Happiness Hunter is uh, working with women in business, particularly female founders. I mean, obviously I still work with men, but you know, Trev, we've got to, we have to choose. Uh, uh, we yeah. do have to choose. like, And so because I had this sort of eight years of data to work with, I'm like, well, who who do I enjoy working with the most? Where have I had the most um, cut through? Like who, who am I helping get the greatest results? Who, who's, Who's easy to make a decision as to work with a coach Um, they see the value of investing in themselves and in their business Um, so that kind of for me became that natural intersection but then the more I was thinking about it I'm like well that makes sense because I'm intimately acquainted with creating a business and starting a a business and I'm a woman in business and I've got so much experience now in that as well as the mindset piece I've also got all of this business yeah. knowledge I'm like that. that's that yeah. point where that really has you know stepped into marrying up I suppose for me so mm. yeah.
1: coaching yourself five yeah. years ago or just more longer yeah. eight years ago coaching where you were eight years ago um, alright so let's unpack that, that whole self sabotage and, and, and we can throw around the different words are but are we our own worst enemy? Yes, we are, <laughs> and we tend to often be. So let's let's look at them and and um, let's riff on each one because you've got you know you've got ideas on how to to fix it and and the um, you know it's not just these are the challenges and we're just going to throw them out there. There's there's there are things that you can do. So let's look at self sabotage number one, uh, and these are the issues that I guess contribute to self sabotage. Uh, lack of clarity, what can you talk us about that? And then, what's kind of like, uh, how do you uh, coach people through solutions on this? So,
0: like, a lack of clarity happens when we are uh, not. Allowing ourselves to make a decision almost in a way, so we're not clear on our vision, we're not clear on our goals, yep. we're not clear on our priorities. You know, we want things to change, but we don't really know what we want them to change to. Um, you know, like I, you know, I don't like this, but I just don't like this. Rather than actually saying, "Well, I don't like this," this is my contrast. What does that mean for what I do want instead? Um, so, not making a decision, like nothing changes without a decision. So, we self self sabotage is basically like stopping something from happening you know like it's like blowing something up and you know it's sneaky self-sabotage is when we're doing that to ourselves so we are often not even aware that we're doing it and we'll we can justify why we haven't done something we can give ourselves we can create a lot of very elaborate and um, very logical sounding reasons why we're not doing something but ultimately it is if we are not achieving what we want to achieve and if we're not where we want to be and we're not achieving the results we want to achieve We are self-sabotaging at some level. So, you know, not having that clarity is not allowing yourself to dream, like just feeling like, oh, this is it, this is all it can be or this is all that's open to me or this is all I can do and um, keeping yourself small and in a box rather than actually going like, what is Mm. the potential? What are the possibilities? What is possible if I just allowed myself to open my mind and dream? So not allowing yourself to really open your mind to the possibilities is self-sabotage. Often we get stuck in the past and we project project that past into the future. So just because it's always been that way, we think it's going to continue on being that way. And we will use that example as, I'm not going to try that. I tried that before. It didn't work because of something that may have happened Mm. in the past. Mm. And then um, procrastination and a lack of motivation. So just... Oh, there's no point. Or oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Not giving yourself permission no, to just take action. Who, who has Who, who has exactly? Done that but like, go. what's the benefit to that? Really? Like, and this is yeah. not about like hustle, and you've got to like. It's not about any of that. It's just like, if you're, if, if you're not doing what you say you want to be doing, then you're the only one that's mm. gonna suffer the price of that. That's a sabotage. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I guess from that point of view too, if we we bring it round to a personal branding, and again. Uh, you know, stamping yep. your, your flag in the ground. This is who I are. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. Um, this is what my points of view, my opinions, my, you know, my philosophy in, in how I go about my business and the value that I deliver uh, to people and the world then, you know, they're all big steps you have to take to put that out there. So you really do need to, to get through this. So I reckon there's a kind of like a, maybe a sub thing happening here and one is this, the whole of self and that clarity. Uh, and then if, if that clarity can dove, do, dovetail into clarity around your, you know, your content and social and branding and how you want to show up. And like a, a good think.
0: example of that. So you know how I said I had four business names. Yeah, they yeah. needed different websites. They needed different this. So I wasn't just allowing myself to go, this is the thing I'm doing. I'm picking this and I'm going for it. Now, eight years later, I'm doing exactly what I started doing in 2014. And I was like, oh, no, shall I try this? Shall I try that? Rather than actually just going, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. give this a red hot go and see what happens. It was just like I kind of just kept pulling myself back a little bit. And you know, I think that's where that yeah. imposter syndrome comes in a, a bit as well. Whereas now I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Like, I can totally do this. Like, I pivoted my business twice. I've got the business going, you know, as a single parent on government benefits. Like, I totally, I know my stuff. I can do this. But, you know, I would have those stories, oh, I can't because because I am this. Now I'm actually using that as the fuel to actually say, no, this gives me this gives me the, the, the yeah. credibility or whatever to, to fulfil that vision.
1: Yeah. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah,
1: indeed. Yeah, well, you're, and you're actually out there doing yep. it as well. But you've gone through yep. the process It hasn't nah. just... You know just happened um you know there's nothing it's, i guess it's like the same as you know someone who's been a super successful entrepreneur just do yeah. what i've yeah. done you know and whatever but they've probably never you know they may have got lucky early and something happened and whatever and uh they haven't they, there's probably the people that they're trying to talk to um it's a little bit out of reach so with you you've you you're very open yeah. and uh with your journey and I think that that's that's part of that process, isn't yep. it? Um, the second one, self sabotage yes. too. no plan. So I guess this this dovetails from um, the lack of clarity because you can't have a plan really mm-hmm. if you haven't got clarity. Where do these fit in? And what about people who don't like goals and that sort of thing? So
0: if people don't like goals, then they're never going to actually achieve anything in their life. I really do mm. believe that. Like I know I'm not like like the goal Nazi or anything like that, but. If you don't create a goal, like like a, a container around what it is that you're doing, how do you know what you're shooting for? How do you know what the the action is that you need to take it? How will you know you've arrived? What do you actually need to make that thing happen? And I used to be like, oh, you don't need goals. You don't need a plan. I can just wing it. And I'm all for inspired action and really like taking inspired action. And that's about being really open to opportunities as they come up. But being able to have that decision-making filter to go, is this something I should be doing or not be doing? And that kind of goes back to that clarity point. But we need to have a plan. Like, and like it doesn't need to be like every i'm not a fan of let's every single step of this needs to be mapped out it's like okay this is where i'm heading like this is the vision of where i'm going i think this is kind of maybe how i'd like to do it okay so if that's the case uh, what do I need to help me get there? What have I actually got? What are the gaps? What do I need to fill? Is it going to cost me money? Do I need to do some training? Are there other people that need to be involved? Like, you know, what kind of time frame am I looking at? Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be a, a painful process. It can actually be really liberating and really exhilarating and really expansive if you do it in a fun way. Mm. Um, but if you if you don't if you don't know where you're going and you don't give yourself a bit of a plan to get there, then you just you don't move as quickly. You might get there by accident, but you're not going to move. So it's really about yeah. being intentional about what you want and then being really intentional about how you're going to do it. And I'm a big fan of just setting daily goals. If you, just, mm. if you sit mm. down at the start of the day and go, okay, how much time have I got today? What do I want to get done? What are my priorities? Okay, now I need to schedule or map those priorities across to my day. If you just even did that as a planning process, you will get so much done. But we try to do too much in a day and I've got to do this whole thing. It's like, no, just break it down to one task and actually go, what is the thing? Great question to ask yourself at the start of the day. What is the one thing I can do today that is going to get the needle moving in the most significant way? And if you do five needle Mm. moving things every day, you're going to move. So it doesn't need to be, oh, I've got to do this and this and this and this. And if you're kind of, you know, I'm a mindset coach, I teach meditation, um, we need to be walking, we need to be getting enough rest, we need to be doing all of those things. If you're like centered and balanced within yourself, you know what the right action is to take anyway. But we need, there, needs to be a, mm. there needs to be a plan of some sort. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I guess uh, for people who really hate goals, and there are people that really hate goals and can drop off them pretty quick. but. As a, as a sort of, not a, not necessarily a fallback, but another way to look at it is something like James Clear and his yeah. habits, um, you know, uh, atomic habits. And really it's, you know, he, he he's not about goals, but he's about building the systems right. of habits. And it's a similar sort of thing. The word you mentioned was intention, um, being intentional about what you do, but also kind of knowing where you want to yeah. be so um, and what you want to achieve. So... Um, that's, that's so he. he I there. think he and talks about
0: habit stacking, which is a similar principle. It's just like okay, well, so what are my health yeah. goals? What what what? What's my money making plan in my business? How much money do I want to make this year? I'm going to set a goal around that. Mm. Okay, what's my plan to make that yeah. happen? Like it's not complicated. It's 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 keeping yeah. it really simple. But then going okay, so that's what I need to do. Okay, every day I'm going to make ten phone calls. Every day I'm going to. Do, you know three times a week I'm going to make a social media post once a week I'm gonna do what that's your plan it's not it's not it's yeah. not hard and then you go tracking it have I achieved it or have I have I, have I not and one thing around um, this uh, I, I worked with a coach Bernadette Doyle and it was so helpful when she talked about it's like what we want to be measuring is the um, the lead measures not the lag measures because the lag measures are the result of the lead measures so the lag measures are like how much money you made this week. But you, which you actually ultimately can't really control. But the lead measures are how many calls did I make this week? How many um, people did I get into in contact with? How many how many posts yeah. on social media did I comment on? So if you build yeah. those in as the system to the day... The system, you, yeah. Your plan, that's, that's, your, that's your plan. Yeah. Don't even have yeah. to think about it. Yeah. All that mental space of what do I have to do every day? It's like I'm clear about what I'm doing in my business, where I want to go, and I've put the steps in place to make my success inevitable
1: there's a lot to be said too about the um the decision making process and the the mental not you know the 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 mental noise that's there and i mean even as as an adjunct you look at people like um uh steve jobs he wore the same thing every day so he didn't have to think about it you know and um all of a sudden he's cleared out cleared you know i don't have to think about what I'm wearing. So he just gets dressed and goes, you know, like, it's um, you know, it's it's that same thing about clearing the mind. The um, number three on your five ways you self-sabotage and what to do to fix it, you had a lack of consistency. I can see a golden thread running through all these.
0: So, and this ties into that point that you raised earlier about people having set a goal and then falling off. It's like, because I'm not getting the results, it's too hard. Um you know, I'm not taking action or not even allowing yourself to get out of the gates to take action. So, um, or I don't feel like it today or, you know, like it's like, but it's not about whether you feel like it or not. When you're clear on your vision and you're really clear on your why, you've got that clarity, like that real purpose of meaning, then you go, okay, can't be bothered. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do what I said I was going to do today and I'm not going to think about it. Because as soon as we bring in that, oh, should I, shouldn't I, oh, then that's mental noise. It takes time and energy. Like, if you think about how much time you think about doing something versus if you just actually did it. Like, yeah. just do it. And then it's done. I'm, I'm talking to you like, I do this every day myself. Like, I struggle with all of this, the above myself. But this is the process that... Um, Really works, and I think we yeah. often give up as well. It's just like oh, it's too hard. As soon as things get difficult, um, you know, we give up. And there's this idea called um, the it's called the emotional cycle of change. And there's this point called the valley of despair, which is at the bottom. So yeah, basically, we're all really right. excited at the start. Woohoo! Let's go. This is awesome. And then actually, we hit <laughs> something, and it's really hard. And we think, oh, I'm going to go back to the start and start again. I'll just wipe this experience off and start again but all we do is the same thing over and over and over again whereas if we go, you know what, this is uncomfortable and I'm really crap at it and nothing's changing or anything like that but I am going to keep going then you actually do come through the other side
1: the Valley of Despair, it sounds like a great name for a doom yeah. metal but it's
0: Yeah, and it's like, we, we call it the messy middle, right? But most people give up yes, because it's yeah. it's uncomfortable and yeah. it's messy. But that, if you yeah. seriously have made the decision that you want something to change in your life, you will move through that and you'll do what you need to do to move through that.
1: And And going back to... Yeah, you know, personal branding, building that profile, yeah. that reputation in the marketplace and that. So you're talking holistically above, but the things that, you know, we talk about here on, on the show lock straight back into that consistency is about showing up you know pretty much every day on on social and you know doing that podcast each week or fortnight or the blog or the you uh, the live stream or whatever and we're going to get into you because you do that all the time um and and you know just that consistency of showing up and effort uh and don't let you know uh you know uh what is it don't let Perfection get in the way of getting it done. That whole notion. So that's that's probably the parallel there. And I did miss it about the, for the future one. The ones of goals. You know, you might have that big overarching goal, and then you have sort of content, social media, comms goals that sit yeah. underneath and support that. So if you don't have that big purpose and intention at the top, then your communications goals really aren't haven't got anything to support. So uh, that would be the parallel there. Sorry, I had to jump back to jump forward. Yeah, no, that's okay. So. <laughs> Um, Now let's look at number, that was number three, lack of consistency Number four, um, this is probably maybe where the imposter syndrome slips in The lack of belief Self-sabotage, number four, lack of belief So
0: there's two two real aspects to this One is lack of belief, it is possible And one is lack of belief, it is possible for me So this is, so like... Like anything's possible, right? Huh? Anything is possible. Um, there is a, a, if, you, if you seriously put your mind to something, you will get what you want, whatever that thing is. But if you don't believe that is possible, then it is never going to be possible. So it's like that going back to that dreaming. Okay, well, if if I believe it's possible, then I, it is possible. So I'm just going to work with that for the moment. But that lack of um, belief, it is possible for me, that comes back to our limiting beliefs. That comes back to this idea of the real, the imposter. Um, so what we need to do really to overcome that is A, to go, yeah, you know, this is one of my favorite affirmations, right? Even even though, oh, sorry. I believe this is possible, X, Y, Z, even yeah. if right now I can't see how. So what you're doing, you're starting to bridge that gap between, okay, oh, this is what I want, but this is where I am. So what that bridge looks like, I've got no idea what that is yet, but I'm opening mm. myself up to the, the power of my mind to help resolve what that might be. And then I'm going to take inspired action when I get that nudge or that opportunity or something comes in that synchronicity, because I don't believe there are any accidents, right? Things always happen for a reason. So the clearer we get, the clearer the opportunities and the things come in to support that belief that we've actually got. It's real. The power of our mind is beyond our comprehension. We can't, we can't comprehend it.
1: And, and again, if we take it back to the, you know, branding, putting yourself out there, going on social media, sticking your head above the parapet, the virtual yep. parapet and the content side of things. And even, you know, then, you, then it even ratchets up because, you know, we talk about earned media and uh, being guests on in, podcasts or, you know, um, put, issuing a, some media commentary on a topic that you've been following and you've got the expertise to, and the bona fides to go out and talk to a journalist about it. That's when people really pull back, because they, because it's it's kind of permanent, isn't it? Even yeah. writing a book. Oh yeah. You know how many people? How many people want to write a book and it could change their professional life, and yet it's you know because it's a permanent artifact. Uh, oh, what about this? You know the lack of belief yep. in themselves and their ideas um, can it it stops people in the well, it, it it, stops it's such
0: a good example because I honestly believe the two greatest personal development tools ever in the history of humankind starting a business and writing a book um because a podcast i can withdraw i can pull my podcast i can delete my website i can you know i mean as much as you possibly can ever delete an online footprint but i can close down my social media accounts all the rest of it when i wrote the happiness hunter's guide to meditation in 2018 that book nearly broke me trevor Um, and it was it it And then I've just finished my second book and it was really an interesting process to go through that for the second time going, you know what, okay, like I didn't die last time and, you know, get great feedback and stuff, but I still feel really uncomfortable with The Happiness Hunter's Guide to Meditation. I just do. It's just because it, it was such a challenging thing to go through and feeling like such a fraud and who am I to be writing about this and, you know, all that stuff. Whereas with this book, there was a really interesting point that I got in, that I sort of, a point of understanding that I had at one point which was basically I'm trying to write the book that I want to have in 10 years time. But actually oh. that's a different book. So I've just got to write the book that I'm writing today. And that is going to that's going to date me. That's going to
1: You You know, like
0: that. what I say in this book, I might change slightly or I might evolve in my thinking, but I've just got to accept that's Mm. okay. So I think when I gave myself permission to not try to be writing my book, the book in 10 years' time, I'll write another book then. That was really helpful. It was actually like this is just a time and a place right now. It's going to be useful and helpful for one person. I'm just writing it for that one person who's going to go to the library Mm. and borrow this book. So I was able to write the book for that person and that was really helpful. Um, but just, like, what I've got to share now is of value. It might not be mm-hmm. in 10 years' time, but it is right now, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and books are, you know, out yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, if they're hard copy, they're, but people have got them, they're downloaded, they paid, and it's yeah. fair, so, You know, they got to have it. But if we look at, we even look at videos and, and you know, some of, you know, the early videos that you do, <laughs> you know, keep them up, you know, be proud of them and... And I think, I, I, you know, I've probably come from the more the blogging background and I, I've had a lot of people, clients and that say to me, but I need to get rid of my early stuff. And I'm saying, well, it's actually who yeah. you are. I mean, if it's completely wrong, of course, but it just shows that there's been evolution from... I mean, I've been blogging for since 2007 yeah. and, you know... You know, every now and then I put up a really old blog post just to say this is what I was thinking about, you know, back in 07. And uh, I certainly champion the ones where I... I was uh, predicting things and they came right, but that's another story. Not so much the ones <laughs> about the, one, know, the predictions been...
0: that didn't come right. You know, they've just yeah. like been buried in the annals <laughs> of time.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, but I'm comfortable in... Because otherwise you're going to be deleting all exactly. the time and that's your body of work and it shows that your thought processes, you've thought deeply and that your thought processes have evolved over time. So I think it tells you a better story. And, you know, same with books. You look at any... You know, any top author, and you go back to some of their early books, unless they've just happened to nail the best book of all time with their first one, oh, you know, there's authors that I've discovered and then you'll find, oh, they've got three mm. other books, you know. Um, and they're very different mm. books. And so you don't judge them for that, right, night, do
0: you? You go, oh, I can, It's you know, it is a little bit rough and ready, this book, you know, but that was their first book. And look how far they've mm. come. Um, I just right. love, just want to put... put pull up on that point that you just mentioned though, Trev, about it being a body of work and I think mm. when we're coming to this point of consistency this is what we need to remember like not everything is going to be your best work ever but what's important yeah. is that you are being consistent in whatever it is that you're doing and you know yeah. okay it's not the best today and writing about what you know sometimes when you're really not feeling it is just you know you can talk about being a mm. business owner and you know the struggle that you might be mm. going through like there's always content you don't have to be on yeah. display the whole time and you know like people yeah. people connect with people so your content can actually yeah. be just where you're at that day if you don't feel like really making anything
1: that's right and and it's and it, i mean this is under the it probably covers a few bases but um we've probably gone off the track a little bit but it's still about self-belief yep. and and you know self-belief in your your ideas that yep they were right then and now I've, I've moved on and, um, you know, I'll continue to put content out and I'll continue to evolve completely in what I, what I do. But even the quality of what you put out and the, that sort of things, I mean, uh, you know, I know people that have been live streaming for, you know, quite a while, you know, one or two years and you go back and they've still got their early ones up and you go back and they're shot. Sorry, and they're shot no no, shot, no they're proper up lighting, and yeah. Building. You know, and, and now, you know, beautiful blurred backgrounds and perfect yeah. lighting and the audio schmick. You don't just get that strong No. Up. So you know, but it's it's a belief in yourself that you you know you're strong enough that, that this is a, all my body of work. I'm proud of it. Um, sure, I'm, I probably wasn't a great writer then, but I've improved a lot now, and you can see how I've changed with my. But thinking. this is how
0: we hone our craft. And the other thing is also too, like mm. this is something I think we all need to remember: is if we are putting ourselves out there, we are doing something that most other people are not. And that's not to say that we're yeah. better or anything else like that. It's like to do anything where you're putting yourself out there like that, open for, you know, what you perceive as public ridicule or criticism or the trolls or anything like that, takes a lot of guts. And, you know, mm. we're not going to get it right. But the more we practice it, like anything, the better we get. You know, like Bruce Lee said, you know, I fear not the man who's practiced, you know, a thousand kicks one time. You know, I fear the man who's practiced the same kick. Ten thousand times so the better we're going to get better the more we do it and just being okay with that, you know you have to serve your apprenticeship in the public forum you know when you when you are looking at personal branding and stuff like
1: yeah yeah you you, you do need to um learn in yeah. public
0: and fail spectacularly um. sometimes as well you know
1: <laughs> yeah but this is the strength of character that you, you you're coming around to because if you got that vision and no, this is where I want to go and stuff. Well, then you'll stay the course a lot more. So there's when when the self doubts come. When the self doubts come, a um, couple of other things uh, there. One is the um, you know the whole whole notion of. Um, You know, and it used to be an early blogging thing where they say, you know, unless you're feeling sick about hitting publish, then you haven't gone hard enough. But I'm not a believer in that. It should be an enjoyable experience. But, again, all of this is about strengthening yourself to go harder and harder and harder to what you, you know, if you've got a belief of something, might be around your industry or, you know, the way something's done in your, you know, find an enemy and go up against that enemy, whatever that enemy is. You know, it might be the, the industry or the machinations of your profession or whatever it is, but, you know, go up yeah. against it and have a crack is what have, that and is. And, you know,
0: like you're either going to win or you're going to learn. And, you know, mm. some of my best lessons yeah. have been when I've not perhaps done things in true alignment with my values. And I've been able to go, well, I don't feel good about that. Why not? And I've really had to go in deep and go, well, it's because maybe I said something in a way that, you know, I don't, I, it's not me acting in integrity. Okay, well, I need to tighten that up. But, I, you know, I need to forgive myself and be yeah. compassionate about, about myself and apologize and stuff if I need to. Like, we're not always going to get it right. And I think when we're filtering ourselves constantly, you know, what are people going to think about this? What? It's not about that. It's like, what do I want to say? and, and yeah. be honest with myself about why I want to say it and why it's important to me, that's yeah. what people connect with.
1: That's right. And it's not about being no. controversial. This is not about nah. being controversial. Um, it might be about peeling a layer off to, um, you know, which you've done many, many times with your story and that, that you know, helps get um, the bigger message mm. out there and and, and and delivers empathy along the way. Well, the final one, the final one was get, uh, I think it was get help, help. wasn't it? The uh, self-sabotage number five, not getting help, not getting help. Um, This can be in all many, many different ways of getting, seeking help. Um, What's your take on that? So
0: this is about, you recognise that your things aren't as that you would like them to be. You're not quite sure how to get over it you keep trying the same strategy over and over and over again, but things aren't really moving, you can get help. Like you can read a book or you can get a coach or you can um, talk to a friend or you can do whatever it is because one of the things that really we need, and the further along this path, Trev, I'm going, the more I am seeing how important this is, we need support. Like, we need support, whether that's, um, like, as I said, coaching, whether that's mentoring, whether that's a peer group of support, um, whether that's an accountability, whether that's a mastermind. We need help. Like, none of us can do this on our own. And I think there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And I actually think, personally, one of the greatest signs of strength in anyone is acknowledging when they've got a weakness and having Mm -hmm. the courage to put up their hand and say, you know what, I actually need some help with this. And um, I learned this lesson probably most significantly um, at the start of COVID, when my, I got absolutely smashed. like it was real like I had to move in with my ex and it was full on. And um, I was like, okay, I need to really honestly, honestly have a serious, honest appraisal of what is actually going on in my business and w- what I'm good at, where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are because I need to start to address those weaknesses and not just continually play to my strengths, which is kind of what i had done up until that point. So my two strengths were kind of, I'm really, really, really good at the work I do. Like I'm good at it and I've got built a great community. My weakness was actually connecting those two things, like basically sales. So I did some sales training and um, it was like a revolution. And I think it really showed to me And, you know, I tried to like do the free trainings and, you know, like read the books and do all that stuff. But it was actually like, no, I actually need help. I need somebody helping me here, not with the what, but with the how. And that was the only way I was able to move through that. And that really reinforced me. And then, of course, obviously with the program I do and the the work I do with my clients, the people that move are the ones that say, yep, you know what, my way isn't actually working anymore and I need some help. And the people I speak to and they say, no, no, I'm just going to give this one more time on my own. I'm like, okay okay, I'll talk to you in a year and I know where you're going to be. And that's not from a place of Mm. because we can't do it. It's like it's really challenging and difficult to get to where we want to go. Like there are a lot of obstacles in the way. There are no prizes for doing it the hard way. There just aren't.
1: Yeah. yeah, And particularly in in the space that we talk about, you know, the the personal branding universe, has so many elements to it that you can't possibly know everything. And, um, you know, to... to, to work out what you want but all the parallels again are there um you know have that have that belief um but also belief is also to me knowing that i can't do something yeah you know because you can have supreme self-belief that you know and you can do everything but you kind of can't these days because it's it's just too hard there's too many things there's too many you know and then you get decision fatigue yeah. and um and you know because you've got to make decisions on everything now you know we used to go you know, to, and there was probably three toothpaste brands in the aisles, and now you have got to sit in front of the aisles with all this toothpaste and thinking. There's oh my just God. <laughs> decisions everywhere. But I
0: think.
1: How do you make decisions? And you know, all of the things that we talk about, you know, um, in 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 the world of you know content and comms and everything, it's it's blown up, and people need help on that. But then they also need help with goal setting, or someone to challenge yep. their thinking, or someone to help them get clarity, which is probably a massive one. Um, clarity, lack of clarity, which you've yeah. mentioned at the start. Um, so all of the things you've talked about, really, um, you can get help with yep. all of those elements, yep. can't you? Like all those five sabotage, self-sabotage things. Um, I don't know about the fifth one. Can you get help about not getting Yeah, help? you
0: can put it up your hand okay. and go, no, I don't even know where to start. You know, I often speak to people and they're like, <laughs> I seriously, I do not even know where to start. Yeah. But I think this goes back to that point. It's like you've got to get clarity about what you need help on. Like I need help on not knowing what to do or I need help on this particular area. And I loved what you said before about having someone to challenge your thinking because honestly, we we only see the world as we see the world. And we can't see what we can't see and we don't know what we don't know. And that point of having somebody, a champion, your champion to come in and help you unpack and unravel and to see things from a different point of view and to maybe challenge the way that you see the world and what you believe to be true like, how can you change that if you can't see it? Yeah. If you're blind to right. it. Like, so, yeah, I think that that's really important as well, is that, you know, like...
1: And friends often might friends do that. Friends person. often might challenge Friends and you. other people. You need somebody who's objective and they say, well, you're saying this, but I'm not saying yep. it. You know, like, it, uh, have you thought about this? And they'd really just... It's almost... It's just someone's asking the right questions or helping you ask your own right questions. And really. also,
0: too, I think really good point on that is this is not just about like looking for the negative and stuff because you know I'll give you a really good example so you know I did your amazing course um, around School of Influence and I loved that and part of the reason I did that was because I recognized I wanted to have a peer group like a peers not potential clients not um, you know just peers to kind of explore this stuff with and one of the things that I my thinking was really challenged as I was doing that program was because I could see the way that you perceived me in the marketplace, right? I had not seen that for myself before. So that opportunity where I'd gone, well, this is a gap for me and I need to have it filled, actually showed me that there was stuff that I wasn't even aware of that I was doing well as well. So I wouldn't have known that had I not done your course. I'm thinking, oh, no, I don't know anything and I'm not doing anything. It's like, yeah, actually I'm doing all of this stuff, but I just can't see that I'm doing the stuff.
1: That's a brilliant, unscripted, it is actually an unscripted segue because can we talk about you for a moment and what you're doing? Because in terms of, you know, you're, you're out there selling a message and a story and you've got multiple arms and parts working, but really, again, you're taking a, uh, you know, a leadership positioning around your mm. thinking. Um, and putting yourself out there. Can we delve in a little bit of what you're doing? Because you've got a really good following. You said that earlier about your community. And, you know, you sell to that yeah. community. Um, so that's the commercialization or what I like to say, extracting the value of the, the profile and the reputation that you've built in the marketplace. But let's walk through it because, you, you've you know, you've got that, I guess... It's that name, that persona, it's your business, The Happiness Hunter, but it's kind of you are The Happiness Hunter um, and it says what you do. But walk us through the elements so people get a a handle for, you know, if they wanted to set up their own business and, you know, they've got the the ideas and, sure, they might want to do coaching and consulting, but they might want to make products or whatever. Walk us through. So you've got, you know... A podcast. Well, you you go through them. The, what would be the owned media channels? That so you've got?
0: I've got my podcast, which I just realised this morning had its two year anniversary yesterday. So I was really excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and you know, like even just touching on that point, someone messaged and she said, oh, "I was just listening to your first episode," and I just responded. I said, "We've come a long way since then," you know. <laughs> and I was like, "But you know, I stand by that because that's part of the body of work." But yeah. it was very rough and ready, you know. Um, and you've you've, you've been consistent, consistent with that. You've put it every up. Every
1: week. What? You've got two years and 100, 100 109
0: episodes? Episode, 109th went out today. So there was three launched. I launched with three and then there was, I think, two weeks where i released two. But it goes out every Monday. Again, going back to that decision, I don't think about it. It just goes out every Monday. And if it mm-hmm. means I've got to get up at 4 o'clock on Monday morning to get that episode out, I don't care. I do it because yeah. I don't want to yeah. think about it. It's easier for me to get up at 4 o'clock than it is to go, oh, am I going to release this week or not this week? or what's It's like, no, no, it just goes out. Don't even have to think about it. So not, not negotiable. negotiable. It's a not negotiable decision-making framework, and that will continue for as long as this podcast goes, however long that might be. Um, I've got my blog, um, so on the Happiness Hunter, but I haven't really been blogging as much because I've been doing the podcast, but I'm starting – I've now gone back to doing a fortnightly blog as well and um, obviously goes out to my email list. Um, what else have I got owned? I think that's my owned media, Trevor. Is that my owned media? Yep. My website yep. and my podcast?
1: Yeah, your, your podcast, your blog and, and, uh, and clearly the, you know, you go to yep. a newsletter for your, um, for your email yep. list. And, and how, how are you finding the podcast work for you? So two years is still quite recent, but you've got a hundred episodes uh, under the belt. That's a really good time to look back at it, I think. Um, why do you, th- why is it working for you? Clearly, it yeah. probably is, or you just enjoy doing it. Um, is it working for you? What is it doing for you? Um, what do you like about it? Um, and is it, how is it building, I guess, your? audience and your list?
0: Okay, so there's a couple of points I want to say to that. There's two There's two ways I like to think about that p- podcast. One is from my own personal development viewpoint and the other one is for the business. Now, from a personal development viewpoint, uh, it has been such a wonderful teacher. Um, just even the courage to get it up and running because i had done a co-hosting podcast with Lauren before um, the Business Addicts, obviously, um, which you were a guest on. Um, but I think, you know, just saying I, I am, I'm good enough and i have enough of to contribute here to actually create my own my own podcast and it was a very 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 challenging um exercise to actually get it launched and then it kind of apple relaunched it launched it too early and i was this mad scrambled kind of I thought I had five days and they did it in like half a day and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, So, but I think just in terms of finding my voice and feeling confident in my voice and that what I said, what I had to say had meaning for people. It didn't matter. It wasn't for everyone. Um, And I, when I first started, I used to just literally, and I'd be saying in the podcast, I'm making this for you. So I was really allowing myself to fully connect in with the audience and what I was doing. Um, But my confidence, um, my uh, trust in myself I had to learn how to batch. I had to learn how to systemize. I had to learn how to be really organized. Um, I couldn't leave stuff to the last minute. Um, if I wanted to outsource it, I wanted to outsource it. So I had, you know, like it's taught me a lot, so much, so much. I think it's been such a great teacher the podcast for me. But in terms of my Ooh. business, um, there's a few different aspects to that. I think one is like with a book or whatever, just having yeah. that thing. If people never listen to it, the fact that I have a podcaster elevates my credibility. It just does yep. you know it doesn't and especially now that mm. I've been going for two years and I've got all those episodes in the can. like I'm a, I'm a seasoned serious podcaster. that has a value to it, even if they don't listen yep. to it. Um, then clients uh, I, I, I couldn't tell you the dollar amount of, that's come through the podcast. but I would say no, indirectly, no. most people I work with have listened to the podcast before they work with me. Um, So it's been, and often people will say, "Oh my, so and so said that I need to get in touch with you." I've listened to your podcast, and then they ring me or they message me. So what it it's like this qualifying tool for people to really go, "Yeah, "Yeah, I I like her. I I like what she stands for. Um, I want to work with her." So I'm not doing any sales. It's literally like, "How do we make this happen?"
1: Yeah, And and I like that you said that because I mean a lot of a lot of people, and they they this is when they 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 get their head wrong around content yep. sometimes. Every bit of content has to have a, you know, convert someone or do something. And it's, it's really, it's, a, it's some often, and more often than not probably today, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a point of validation mm. because th- people will hear about you in another way and then they'll go yep. check you out before they even yep. contact you, and of then, course. And, and, and a podcast is a really good and way And they of can doing
0: decide that. she's for me or she's not for me. And they, and then it's a filter filter. and, but also too, it's, it's a filter, but then it also, it's, it's done 90% of the selling, but but that's never been my intention with it. It's like, I just want to help people and share what I know. And a podcast is a great way to do that.
1: Yep. Yep. Now, you get up yeah. room,
0: <laughs> and you live stream, yes. walk
1: us through that. Walk us through that, literally. So, you're...
0: you know, like, needs necessity is what is the mother of invention. So, um, a single parent, um, you know, I, I really, was really trying to sort my life out and turn my life around. Um, I would start getting up before my kids. So I had to start getting up at five o'clock in the morning because my kids wake up at six to be able to meditate and do my daily goal setting and, and those things which I identified were important because I'd done all this research around successful people and it was like they, they have time in the morning. And it's like we've just got to make time in the morning for when that works. So then I'd start, um, you know, go out for a walk or whatever And I was, I don't know even what happened one day and it was really early on in the lives and I'd be out walking, I had no makeup on and I was like, I just have this idea. And I was like, I might just go because I used to type notes in my phone and stuff while I was walking. I was like, imagine, maybe I'll just go and do a video. And I started doing those videos and that's kind of just, I'm walking along the beach or I'm outside or whatever, but that's generally when I'll do a lot of my, um, content and I, I it just kind of naturally happened. I like just talk about one key concept or one idea. It's just an idea that I've got. Sharing an idea with people, mm. um, and that really resonates. I think because i there's no artificiality to it. I'm not pretending to be anything. It's just like I've got this really cool idea and I just wanted to share it. And that's that's basically how that is. And often by the
1: beach and winds. Yeah, and <laughs> but it's like
0: that's where the inspiration strikes me. But also too, I think yeah. that is. Um, somebody, somebody used me as an example. I went to this training once and they'd used me as an example of somebody whose values were like in evident in their, what their content they were creating. And I hadn't thought about it like that. Like I'm, I'm so unstrategic about stuff like that. I just do what feels right. And this is what I was talking about, the inspired action, um Mm. but actually me doing that is actually saying you know this is important to go out for a walk every day and you know it doesn't matter if i've not got makeup on my hair's not done and i'm wearing the same thing i've been wearing for the last three days i don't care do you care like that stuff doesn't matter what matters is what we've got to say and how we say it and caring for each other and looking after ourselves and those are the things that matters and that naturally comes through so my values are in, inherent, like infused into everything that I'm doing. And that goes back to that point about clarity. I'm clear about my values. Mm-hmm. So therefore, naturally, yeah. they translate into everything that I'm doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many How many would have you... Yeah, any idea? How many have uh, done that? I would have done, done, done said, hundreds.
0: They're not episodic. No, nah, hundreds, hundreds. So hundreds. Numbers. So I started doing them when we lived yeah, in and that goes And that goes out on Facebook?
1: Yep. Just Facebook? So, yeah,
0: Facebook. Sometimes I'll copy them into... Um, mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn, But I actually did one, I, I got this real inspiration about four years ago um, and I was really stressed. It was um, January school holidays and you know, it was always really tight for me, you know, not really working that much, having the kids and stuff. I like, was really stressful. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I I need to do something that's going to lift my energy and kind of, you know, put myself out there. And I had this idea. I wrote it on the back of one of those. I was on a plane literally on the back of an envelope called the Shifty Gaze Challenge. And I wrote down these five things. And I just started this challenge. Basically, people, I just walked every day at 5 o'clock and they could log in and watch it. And this challenge ended up doing 21 days of this over different challenges. And now that's actually like a product that I sell called the Shifty Gaze Challenge. And it's like one of the first opt ins that people can do when they start to work with the happiness hunter. And you know what? It's still got his day one, his day two, his I haven't even edited them out because it doesn't matter, because the content's good. So just giving yourself yeah. permission yeah. to not for things not to have to be perfect.
1: Yeah. Um and I see you're doing a lot more LinkedIn yes. these days. So your audience is probably very much on, on Facebook. Uh, but how you're finding LinkedIn? Now you're doing a lot more, and I believe you're going to start going more live there as yes. well. Yes. So.
0: Yes. Thanks for the nudge there, Trevor. Well, actually, it was it was interesting <laughs> doing your program because I kind of knew LinkedIn was something that I need to do. But again, this is a key point. Like that goes back to the imposter syndrome and the, um, you know, self-sabotaging stuff. I'm like, who am I to be posting on LinkedIn? It's like, why would I even be thinking that? Like I've got something mm. to contribute there. So yeah, I think. Um, what I'm finding with LinkedIn is very interesting. People are very strategic on LinkedIn. I think there's less of the genuine, I'm not saying it's not genuine connection, but people are very strategic on LinkedIn. Whereas I find on Facebook, mm. it's a little bit more social. So yeah. everyone's got an agenda on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's a slightly different yeah. platform. It, you know. It is,
1: and you know, you do have the people that will say, "Oh, nice Facebook post," if they think it yeah. should be more Facebook because it's not hardcore business yeah. enough. I think you know, L- LinkedIn has certainly gone a little bit more, a little bit more social and uh, a little bit more personal, and I think that was a COVID yeah. thing, um, and that's still the case. I think it's just about finding, you know, because you're in your space. It's different if you know you're a, you know, a hardcore business executive and you just keep doing soft and fuzzies yeah. all the time and there might be a little bit of disconnect between you and the you know aren't you a hardcore business person over here but you're soft and fuzzy it's you know it's a mix up of content which is probably better but with with you what you see is is kind of yeah. what you get so which you know that's what people should be expecting but um it'll be interesting because um you know you know your audience on facebook mm. and linkedin is a you know they're looking at it for different reasons yeah. they're in you know um, and we've always said that, you know, so a lot of times people's audience is on Facebook, but do they want to hear from you? So if you flip it back the other way, um, you know, do if, if you've got an audience, and clearly they probably are on Facebook, but they might not, you know, if you're too hardcore about a topic, they might yeah. not be interested in that topic on Facebook. So, and LinkedIn might be better, but yeah, I'll be interested to see how... Um, how that goes and uh, have you done any i know you've got live now um have you done sort of separate lives to what you do on facebook no i
0: haven't it's really interesting actually even as you're saying that i was thinking because like my content strategy is always just been whatever wherever i go there i am and so it is interesting to think about okay what what is the different content i would create for linkedin that I'm not creating in other places and I haven't actually really thought about that but you know it's interesting to that point mm. about um, just choosing and deciding and we can spread ourselves too thin and so I'm sort of also playing a little bit with Instagram at the moment because my audience are on Instagram too but it's like I don't want to be fully like that's just a lot of work and I don't really want to outsource my social media because that doesn't really play into the whole, I don't just want to be filling up with content. Like that's, that's not, Mm. that's not my philosophy. Like just to have content to to be visible. It's like, if I'm going to create something, I want it to be of meaning. No, it doesn't have to be like, as Mm. I said, the best thing ever. But yeah, it's like, what, what would that strategy look like? And I've tried, I'm doing a couple of partnerships with people on LinkedIn. So I'm working with a woman. um, She's got a HR recruitment agency. And we're doing video and she's posting it onto her page to her audience to just see how that's going. So I'm trying a few different things Mm. on the platform, but I'd be really interested actually because I've got StreamYard now, um, is actually running like a masterclass directly into LinkedIn potentially, like just Mm. trying something completely different because everyone's like, oh, five or six minutes and I was like, you know, maybe like, I don't know.
1: Well, the thing is, people can go exactly. back and watch it. They don't have to be no. live. And, you know, if you're going to do live, it's a little bit more involved and you want people coming. You kind of got to promote yep. it in advance so they get there. But then they get the opportunity to comment. And so there's, you know, there's, there's a, a few more things to think about. But I think there's some tremendous opportunities. And we're going back before about, I, I don't know under which section we were going to talk, we were talking about it. And um, I missed the opportunity. I, for, I forgot about it. But it was about the. The one percent—it's probably still true. It's always been the case of social media, and content and stuff like that. And it it sounds like the research that I've seen—it's—it's not too far from that already. Mm. But you know, like you get, it used to be that one percent of people create content, nine percent of people will comment on that content or share it and do stuff with it, and then the rest are lurkers. And that's clearly changed. But I think it's still not that many of a percent actually do the work and put Mm -hmm. it out. You know, then there's a lot of people who, a number of people who will comment or shift it or move it or take it and do something with it. Uh, and, uh, and but the rest are, people are lurking. They're just watching, they're watching, they're watching. And, you know, you get hundreds and hundreds of views of your videos mm. on, on LinkedIn, for example, and you might have one or two people mm. comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's know, like, so, I'm, I'm here, um, but you, you know, do, do yeah. I know. So the rest are lurkers, and they, you know, they're, they're there. Um, and it's a ma- it's a matter of be interesting to see, you know, whether you build up on on LinkedIn and, and the the different tack you take. You know, your message is not going to be different, but maybe it's the way it's yeah. packaged. Uh, will will differ so it fits more within the uh, within the framework. But then, you know, you, you can always just go out with the the other lives. You know, now you're on StreamYard, you go. Th- I don't know what it's like on mobile phone as much because you're always on yep. the move. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can go out to all of them yeah. <laughs> with the press of a button using StreamYard. So um, just amazing, amazing opportunities, I think, for people willing to take I, it.
0: I just, there was something that you said there that really struck me, Trevor, is like only 1% of people create content. And I think we really need to remember that. Like, yeah, I mean, it might be. It doesn't matter. It doesn't man, matter. It, well, really let's, let's give it In five. Let's say there's 100 people and five people are creating content, right? It's not a lot. So It's not a lot. And people want to consume content. So yeah. the way you find out what works and what people resonate with is by posting stuff. And some stuff bombs and other stuff mm. doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, great example today, I just did this, when I realised this morning that I was second birthday of the podcast, I was like, oh, we need to do something about that. And I didn't even create any graphic or anything for it. I just literally posted on my Facebook page. Now I get massive engagement on posts like that. Now I'm not promoting anything. I'm not sharing any links. I'm not asking people to book a sales call. I'm literally just sharing something. I post a thing with the podcast. Nobody likes it. It gets like reach of 30, whatever. It's like working out the content that people engage with. So I can still let people know about the podcast. I mean, that wasn't really the intention behind my post today. But how many people just saw a post about the Happiness Hunter podcast today? Yep. Because I was just yep. sharing a story about it. And so yeah. like we I think when we can kind of really come at it from that angle anything that you ever I mean from my perspective anything that you can share it can be a business post that but that has that real human element to it that's what people relate to yeah.
1: 100% 100% and there's times when you have of to do something Of course but it doesn't reach anything it doesn't whatever. get the reach But <laughs> if you can if you can put a little bit of yeah the the algorithm will usually if they can work yeah. it out they'll they'll, uh, they'll screw it down a fair bit because i want you to pay for it but ultimately if you can wrap it up with some context and a little story or a you know a challenge or a quote or something anything that really gets people thinking then that's and what you just said um about the content that lands and that that doesn't i mean that will often give you an idea of well maybe that's an idea that's resonating how about i go a bit deeper do i do a podcast thing on it do i do a video do i write an article or something like that and then it clicks on from there, you might go deeper and deeper and it might take you in a whole new yep,
0: realm. Yeah, 100%. And look, any training that I ever create, I do free masterclasses in my Facebook group, are always born of somebody's comment or um, a challenge or, yeah. so, or something. I've just been speaking with a lot of clients and this same theme is coming up. I'll run a training on it.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So listen to your audience. Yep. So, there, there, you go, folks. It's, that's how you do it. You just put yourself out there. You get going on it. You know what you you know you have an understanding of the content that you want to go, but you explore new avenues, and um, and then you build an audience. Uh, you talk to that audience, engage mm-hmm. with them, uh, and you you can create con uh, uh, products that which you've done and books and courses and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, and now doing a sort of a show with a. With a partner, with, you know, in, in the HR industry. So all of these things happen because you put That's yourself right. out there. So thank you for sharing that, Fiona. Um, we've uh, we've done a, had a good nudge on this. It's been fantastic catching up. Thank you for your time. Uh, where's the best place for people to connect with you online? So
0: thehappinesshunter.com. Is the website Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Fiona Redding Uh, the happiness hunters on Facebook and I've also got a Facebook group as well um, morning mindset and motivation which you're very welcome to come and join as well Um, but yeah so you can just find me probably you can connect with me on LinkedIn I suppose it's probably the best way to connect yeah
1: yeah yeah. excellent all right thank you very much
0: thanks so much for having me Trevor it's been an absolute delight talking with you
1: The reputation economy is here. The world today needs more genuine, credible experts and leaders to stand up and share their experience, their wisdom, their stories and ideas.
0: Are you in?